Welcome to the Mini Break Podcast, your daily roundup of the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. Today is Monday, April 15th, and I'm your host, Max Rothman, and I'm your only voice today on the podcast. Uh, It's tax day, and I think everyone was too busy trying to get those taxes in uh, before the deadline tonight, so uh, you're stuck with me, who, for the first time ever, got ahead of his taxes and, and got those in. Uh, But we will start today's podcast with what we promised you on Friday, the winner of our CR Gear comment competition. Uh, We asked all of you to send a five-star review to any of our podcasts. Uh, We did ask specifically for the mini break, but we did look at all of the uh, podcast comments to see who left five-star reviews. And for this week, the winner of our CR Gear is Nico Nico is 88. Yeah, so I'm assuming this is a Nico. Congratulations, Nico. We will be reaching out to you shortly with your CR gear. And we will be continuing this competition uh, for the rest of the of the month. Uh, so you, you've got three more chances to win some CR gear. So again, this week, make sure to comment. Uh, and if you want to, you know, throw us a like, throw us a subscribe, all the other stuff. You do have a chance to win some more free CR gear. Uh, Just throw us a five-star review, throw us your Twitter, Instagram handle, email, whatever you want, uh, and we will choose someone at the end of the week. Uh, If you were someone that already did it for this week and did not win, uh, go on your friend's phone, make make them uh, review and comment, and you'll have another chance to win. So, Uh, Other things, before I get into the tennis, what a week. Uh, we had NBA playoffs starting, which is awesome. I know everyone's glued to their TVs for that. Uh, Tiger Woods. Holy shit. Tiger Woods. Uh, that is not something that I was expecting to uh, to see on this Sunday, and that was amazing. So uh, I'm sure everyone in the world has you know, been talking about this, and uh, I know all my friends were glued to the TV. We had a couple guys even betting mid mid Sunday on uh, on Tiger. So we had we had some some guys winning some big money, and I'm sure you all heard about some guy who bet eighty nine thousand dollars and you know pocketed one point two million after Tiger won. So he sure is having a good weekend as well. And then of course Thrones. I'm not gonna get into what happened on the episode in case anyone listening. Uh, didn't get to watch last night, but wow, we, uh, <laughs> I knew this wasn't going to, we weren't going to get into, you know, the depths of the season. Yeah. I knew this was going to be a setup, but man, did we get a nice setup for the rest of the season? Big things are happening, you know, big decisions to be made and whew, I'm just, I'm, I'm pissed. I can't, uh, can't watch the next episode already, but Enough of that, enough of the stuff that happened this weekend. There also was a lot of tennis to cover. Uh, We're going to start first with the Houston title, and that is a title that goes to Christian Guerin. He wins that match over Casper Ruud, 7-6-4-6-6-3, and and this is an awesome win for Christian. He gets his first title, uh, and it's interesting. Some people may not know this and, and forget, but Christian Guerin did win the 2013 French Open Juniors and, and an unbelievable string of wins here uh, and names that you, you may now know. First round, he beats Cam Norrie. Second round, he beats Hales. Third round, Jir. Quarterfinal, Hameri. Semifinal, Chorich. And final, Zverev. So, I mean, you know, some cool names to see that he was beating in the 2013 French Open juniors and a lot of those guys that, you know, we've been talking about over the last few months. So, uh, you know, really, really interesting to see that. And obviously 
clearly a, a great clay court player. Uh, but as I said, he wins this match six seven six four six six three against Casper Ruud, uh, and gotta give Casper Ruud some credit as well. He's the first Norwegian to reach an ATP singles final since his father made one in Bastad, uh, th that final in 1995. Uh, so I, I mentioned, you know, that he's coming for his father's ranking. His father was ranked top 40 uh, in the ATP back in the 90s and uh you know i think after this tournament casper is going to be top 70 so you know good for him he's he's really chasing it uh but this was a great match it really fun points to watch and you know looking at some of the statistics you know christian garen serves 66 percent wins 70 percent of of his first serves and you know casper is well serving pretty well 65 percent on his first serve winning 64 percent uh so you know pretty tight there Total points won. Christian Guerin wins 105 to Casper's 99. Uh, and again, a statistic that I think is just cr pretty crazy to see. We had 21 total breakpoint opportunities between the two guys. And you know, I brought this up in a match previous, but just a crazy amount of opportunities and, and a lot of saves. Only six total breakpoints on the match. So uh, six of 21 is is not a, a crazy conversion rate. So shows these guys were you know defending hard on their break chances but again just a, a wonderful title for for garen i actually you know want to give myself a, a a little shout out for the big win over laxon and I, I called that and greskin uh definitely didn't think that, that was going to happen and then of course goes ahead to take out query in the semis and casper in the finals so really great tournament for for christian garen and, and i'm assuming we are going to see a lot more of him in the clay court season uh, but moving on to marrakech uh, this is a tournament that was won by Benoit Pair. He beats Pablo Andujar 6-2-6-3 in the finals in a match where you know Benoit looked pretty dominant. And, and Benoit had a pretty tough draw coming into this final. Takes out Badene in the first and three set, then takes out Herbert in two, takes out Munar in two, takes out Joe Willie in three, and then obviously, as we said, takes out Andujar uh, two and three in this final. So... Really, you know, Im impressive tournament for Benoit. And this is now, you know, his second title. So he's got a pair of ATP titles. <laughs> uh, sorry, it's late. Westoff hit us with a... I promise there will be no more bad jokes like that for the rest of this episode. But <clears throat> in all seriousness, you know, impressive win for Benoit. Uh, and, you know, a guy who's super fun to watch, has, has some flair, will hit some, you know, weird between-the-leg shots and some drop shots. And, you know, he... Look, when he plays well, he can turn it on and he can get big wins like he did against uh, Sanga in this tournament. So, you know, if he's looking good, definitely be uh, ready to watch him in you know Monte Carlo and, and on the clay court this season. Uh, one other, you know, result that I wanted to look at before talking about Monte Carlo in that draw. Uh, Ana Samova gets her first title in Bogota after beating Astra Sharma 4-6, 6-4, 6-1. Uh, so, you know, another great win for a young player who's been having a lot of success so far this year and uh, excited to see what she can do on the clay. Uh, but looking into the clay court season, we've got Monte Carlo here. Uh, a couple rounds have already been played and the qualifying for this tournament, you know, because it's such a small tournament and uh, it is an ATP 1000, the qualifying is just amazing tennis. Uh some of the, the qualifying matches, we got to see Rublev 
play Tomich in the first round. He wins that 4-6-7, 6-7-6, an amazing match. And then Rublev plays Umber in the next round. Uh, So, you know, these are the times where you really appreciate tennis and and just the levels of play that we have. Even the qualifying in this tournament is just spectacular. Uh, But this draw is absolutely loaded. And I want to point out uh, just some of the first-round matches that we should be looking out for. Yes, some of them have finished. Borna Cioric has already beaten Hercoc, 6-4-5-7-7-5, and unfortunately did not get to see this match. But, you know, it's a two-hour and 52-minute thriller. And, you know, Borna, who didn't serve well at all, 47% of his first serve, still manages to win 71%, uh, clearly showing how strong his ground strokes are. And he looks really good out there just from a few of the highlights that I've seen. He's, he's moving well out in the clay, so... Uh, definitely someone to look out for the other matches that have finished we've we've got Guido Pea who takes down Jir 6-7-6-2-6-4 and Vavrinka who takes down Luka Pui 5-3 Dimitrov also takes down Berrettini 5-4 so a few of the matches have already finished uh, but there's a, a couple other matches that I think a lot of people are, are should be on the lookout. Of course, my fra- favorite, of course, has to be the Joe Wilfred Sanga Taylor Fritz match, and and that is going to be just uh, you know interesting to see see how Taylor can adapt to the clay. You know, Sanga has been looking good on the clay already. Yes, he he did just lose in the semifinals, uh, but he he does look like he's striking the ball well. Uh, and below them, and in, in the winner will play the winner of this match, Diego Schwartzman and Kyle Edmund. You know, I talked last week about how I don't think Edmund has adapted his game enough to the clay, and of course, Schwartzman, one of the more dangerous clay court players. Uh, this should be interesting. You know, if, if I'm betting on this, you know, Schwartzman not being a seed, Edmund being a seed, I don't, I don't know what the Bavada line is. Maybe I'll do uh, a quick look, but I'm definitely putting my money on Schwartzman. You know, the guy moves unbelievably well on. You know any surface. You know, forget the fact that this is clay. Uh, you know, I actually do have now the lines up. Yeah, this is this is a bet that I'm taking. Schwartzman plus one thirty. Uh, so uh, I'm definitely going Schwartzman on this match. The over under twenty two games. That that too. I'd probably take the over. I could easily see this going three if you know Edmund's able to you know, push through and hit some big shots. So that, that's a match that I'm looking forward to. Um, one other match that may or may not happen, but I think people need to be on the lookout for. We have FAA playing a qualifier, Juan Ignacio Londero, in the first round. And if he wins that match, Alexander Zverev is his second round match. So, you know, got to be looking out for that. I think that'll be the, the highlight of the second round if FAA is able to pull out that first round win. But as I said... It is late. I drove back from San Francisco today after driving there on Friday, so that's you know 12 hours of driving over the last few days, and I am exhausted, but it would not be a Monday mini break if we did not do winners and losers. So, Westoff, cue the winners and losers sound effect. So, I have a couple winners and a couple losers for this week, and I'm going to start with the winners we got to give a huge shout out to the young players and i know that we've been talking about this for a while now but we love to see these young guys the next gen doing well on the tour uh and you know a really cool stat here are just some of the winners uh that are under 23 years old that have been singles champs in 2019 and, and you know this is stemmed from the christian garen and anasimova wins this weekend 
some of the other winners in 2019, we have Dimenauer, Medvedev, Opelka, Jur, Tsitsipas, Kyrgios, Sabalenka, Kenin, Osaka, Yastremska, Mertens, Bencic, Andreescu, and Barty. I mean, what a crew of young players who are just having so much success. We love seeing that. It also just, you know, I think people want to see new players winning on tour. Uh, and I think that's the, the next winner I have is... We've had a variety of winners in 2019 so far. In the WTA, we've had 18 different winners over 19 tournaments. And on the ATP, 21 different winners of the 22 tournaments so far this year. And, you know, I think people for a while have complained that, you know, oh, you're always seeing Federer, Djokovic, Nadal, it's the, the big three. Yes, it is the big three, not the big four. Uh, and, and, you know, how they're always the ones that, are winning these tournaments so really fun to, to get a new group you know 21 of 22 and 18 of 19 uh, I think it's definitely a positive for the sport and for my last winner uh, I'm gonna give it to Mr. Moratugalu who has you know had a few tweets and articles out about him and, and he recently talked about how he wants more controversy in the tennis world and I am so much on his side I think that for too long, the tennis world has, you know, just kind of lacked the the fire and and some of the the drama that you know the old tour that used to have. And talking, you know, we've talked about how tennis has dropped in ratings over the years, and how we're looking for new ways to engage fans and get people excited about tennis. And I think that he's absolutely right. You know, if it takes a guy like Curious to come out and you know, hit some weird shots and, you know, yell at the crowd and engage people. If that's what it takes to get people back into the sport, then so be it. Let's make it more interesting. I want crowds rowdier. I want, you know, I want to see players, you know, having actual, you know, sure there's rivalries on tour, but I want to see some beef between players. Uh, it, it does make it much more of a battle out there when there's a little bit of animosity. So uh, I'm right there with you, uh, Mr. Mortuglu. I, I would love to see a little more controversy and uh, maybe some, you know, some players listen to you considering the success you've had uh, with Serena and others. But I will now move on to the losers. Uh, just two losers this week. The new Nike gear. You guys know me. I'm always commenting on the gear. You guys had it right before the clay court season. I, I loved the the old Nike logo and and the pink and the checker. Like I, I love that design. And now we're back to this like weird orange, kind of similar to the Australian Open. I, I feel like I need to apply for this Nike position to design the tennis clothing because I, I think I, I think I've got I've got what we need. I think I've got it. So maybe I'll just send in some de designs. But uh, not a fan of the new Nike gear. My only other loser uh, are the American men. Uh, Houston was a disaster. Uh, I really hope that the the American men that are in Monte Carlo can you know show well for us. Uh, I think it's wow, you know, looking at the draw, the only American man in Monte Carlo is Taylor Fritz. So uh, you're our guy, Taylor. Show you know, <laughs> show out well for uh, for the Americans here, and and you know, the, otherwise just a a poor performance and a poor showing for the American men on the clay uh, to start the season. So let's let's hope that changes. But I'm exhausted. You guys can hear the rasp in my voice. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to give you know a quick shout out to the super producers, Max Leader and Daniel Westoff, who have all, as always have a job to do, especially considering this late night mess of a podcast that I'm putting together. But one last time for no 
super co-hosts, but myself. So for the whole Crack Rackets team, I am your host, Max Rothman. And as we say, that's a break. And we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you.